This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Welcome this morning to uh, the teaching section of this message. And um, it's a Thanksgiving service. So we're going to the Word and share on, uh, briefly on the subject of Thanksgiving still in the light of the prophetic that we have been teaching, okay? So let's take a confession uh, before the Word of God and release our faith into this session. One to go. As I sit to listen to the Word of God today, a door of utterance has been opened unto me, and I hear the voice of God clearly speaking to me, this is the way to go, walk ye in it. I listen on the, the influence of the Spirit of God, and I am not distracted by anything or anyone. The Word of God is food to my spirit. I am strengthened by it this morning. It is wine to my heart, creating joy within me. It is oil to my face, causing my life to shine, giving me victory in everything that I do. As my eyes make contact with the scriptures used in this message, the Spirit of God opens new things to me. He also brings to my remembrance things Jesus once showed me. I come to understand God's system on the earth, and I receive instruction, encouragement, correction, and the enablement to live out God's will. Amen. All right, this morning I want to share on something God dropped in my heart. And I believe this will be of profound help unto you in your life. It's a Thanksgiving Sunday, so it will be on a Thanksgiving and prophetic utterances, which is speaking to things. But let's look at this here in Genesis 2 and verse 7 that we looked at last week for the purpose of connection. The Bible says, God, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So we talked about things that you form with your hands things that you build, things that you are involved in, the work of your hands, it's very important, imperative, that you breathe into these things so that they can become that which your heart has desired that they should be. And we said that there's breathing into it. And Christians must understand this. You must constantly breathe into it or else it will never become that vision that you had in your heart. Don't just labor for it to become. Breathe into it. And we said to breathe into something is found in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1. When God commanded, the hand of the Lord was upon me. He carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And it caused me to pass round about them. And there were very many in an open valley and very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. And then he said, Prophesy 
upon these bones, say unto them, Hear ye, O dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And so when you prophesy into or upon things, you cause literally the breath of God to come into those things, or you breathe into them that breath of life, and then they can become that which God has ordained them to be according to the vision that is in your heart. Now, today I want to talk about thanking God for things that are already in existence in your life, and by that, putting yourself in a position where you can prophesy to those things and you can make them fruitful or increase in their fruitfulness in that they begin to multiply, fulfill the will of God on the earth by them replenishing or that thing, replenishing the earth. You shouldn't have anything in your life that you are not grateful for. Let me repeat. Nothing shall be in existence in your life around you that you are not grateful to God for and you are giving him thanks for. You must not in any way speak lowly, curse, or have a sense of regret for things that are in your life at this moment. All right? You shouldn't look down on those things. You shouldn't think that the grass is greener on the other side. You shouldn't wish in your heart, only if I had the position this person had, or only if I had this particular job this person had, or the opportunity this person had, or I'm where this person is. If that is in your heart, you'll be unable to breathe into that which you have. And by that, what is contained on the inside of it will not, all right, be able to come forth. See, anything you have in your hands today and anywhere you are located today is very strategic and pregnant with the riches of God if only you come to recognition of that and begin to acknowledge that in a spiritual way. Now, let's look at how God deals with people that are in situations. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 4. Here was a woman, a certain woman, uh, the Bible says, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Now this is the condition she was in. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be born men. Now, 
let us examine the condition. This woman had just lost her husband. Uh, she must have been in a position where she was disappointed. Uh, she could have been offended in God for the husband feared the Lord, but was in debt and was now dead. And the two sons were about to be taken into slavery by the creditors. Now, verse 2, look at what happened. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Look at the next thing he asked her. Tell me, what hast thou in, thy, in the house? Which means he wanted to solve the problem. And he said, you have got to identify what you have in your house, anything. Just tell me anything that you are in possession of. If it's just two pairs of shoes that you have, let me know. But you have to be in possession of something. For it tells us in Mark chapter 4 and verse 25. And here is the law of God. It says, for he that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he has. Now, the person who says, I have not, he does have something. Because it says it will be taken from him what he already has. Which means he doesn't recognize what he has. So, the person who has doesn't have more than the person who says, I don't have. Because it won't be fair there. Put it up, Mark 4, 25. All right? To him that hath, to him shall be given. But he that hath not, from him shall be taken even what he has. So you have two people that both have, and they have, let's say, in small quantity. Now, one says, I don't have. The second says, I do have something. To that person, it shall be given. To the person who says, I have nothing. That which he has shall be taken away from him. So when people say the rich are getting richer, it's because the rich recognize that they are in an advantageous position in their consciousness. They are grateful for that position they are in and attract more to themselves. Those that say we have not recognize the lack that is in their own lives. They don't recognize what they have. And because there is no recognition, which is demonstrated by gratitude. All right? What happens is they lose what they have. I want to show something here. So both are on the same pedestal, have the same. One is conscious that I've got something. Now, this woman had lost her husband, was broke. They were in debt. Two sons were to be taken into slavery. And then the prophet comes and says, what do you have in your house? Hear what the woman says. Thine handmaid hath not anything. So she didn't consider it as anything. She said, I have nothing in the house except. Then she identified what she had, which was a pot of oil. Just a pot of oil. And then the prophet said, Go and borrow the vessels abroad of thy neighbors, 
empty vessels, borrow not a few. And then he says, when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and pour and upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Verse 5, it tells us, and she went from him, shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who, and then she brought vessels to her and she poured out. Now, one cruise, just one small jar of oil within it, within it, right, was enough oil to fill vessels and vessels. Now, when did it stop? Which means there was an endless supply. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And they said unto her, there is not, you see again, we don't have again. We don't have stopping the blessing. There is not a vessel anymore and the oil was stayed. So there was oil there, we could almost say in excess. So what I want to show here is no matter what you have from that, you can get into a place of abundance and only from that let me repeat only from what you have only from what you have let me repeat again only from what you have can God begin to work in your life to produce an abundance and an overflow in everything that you have it is not just as it appears to your natural eyes it is pregnant with stuff Every relationship in your life can open up a door to kings, to queens, to people that are in authority. Even a relationship simply with somebody that you consider to be the lowest in society is pregnant with something. Everything in your life are dead assets that can come alive if you recognize that those things are all assets and you begin to breathe life into them, something is going to come out of it. Everything in your life. That's what I want to show. I said everything. That's why Jesus, understanding this, in Mark chapter 6 and verse 38, when he wanted to feed the multitudes, hear what he said. Let's read from verse 36. All right, from verse 8. Send them away. All right, from verse 35. Okay. And when the day was now fast spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desert place, and now the time is fast spent. All right, send them away that we may go into the country about into the villages and buy themselves, which means depart from this place because there is lack here, for they have nothing to eat. Jesus answered and said, you give them to eat. And they said unto him, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? Verse 38, he said unto them, how, he asked them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they knew, they said, five and two fishes. Verse 39, and he commanded. Now, in another, uh, I think it was Luke's own uh, um, uh, perspective of this, he said, the person came and said, all right, then was Andrew, says, or Philip, what is this? All right, uh, it says, there is a lad here, that's it, John, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, 
But what are they? In other words, there's nothing. Same mistake the woman was making. What are they? Jesus, in order to do the miracle, said, you have to first recognize what you have. Whatever you have, go and bring it. Then they said there, what are they in John there? All right. But what are they among so many? Which means it's nothing. Jesus, in verse 10, said, he said, make the men to sit down. I think in Luke's account, he said, give them unto me. In other words, he said, bring them and took possession of those things in his own hands. And recognized. And I'm trying to tell, say something here this morning. You're going to see this. Your entire future is locked into what you have in your hands today. Everything that God wants to do is locked in the job that you are doing now, is locked in the relationships that you have in your life right now, is locked, all right, in the assets that you have in your life right now. The abundance that is going to come out and the massive overflow that is going to come out, your future, just every congregation, I can say, tell you that the 100,000 people that will be in that campus are locked in the people that are seated in that congregation today, everything. They are not on the outside. They are not on billboards. They are not, all right, on radio jingles. They are not, all right, on television promos. They are locked in the people that are seated there. So once we understand how to unlock capital, all right, what we call dead assets, how to unlock them, to breathe life into them, but you first of all must recognize that these are the assets that God will use. And you go into your house and do proper stock taking. What are the things that God has done for me in my life? All right, where are the places I've been? All right, uh, where are the networks inside my life? Uh, inside that WhatsApp group, all right, of the estate there is locked dead capital. Inside uh, uh, the old boys or girls or school association alumni is locked dead capital. Inside the WhatsApp of, of um, uh, where I used to work before, you know, we have this group is locked. Inside those things that you have access to, not things on the outside, is locked the future that God has for you. And now it is time to unlock it. So do that. I mean, put up the scripture where Jesus took the loaves and the first thing that he did was that he gave thanks. In other words, he picked up everything there. The scripture tells us, and he began first and foremost. Jesus took the loaves that they said there was nothing in. And what is this among so many? And he began to give thanks. Once you start giving thanks. Now, many people are looking on the outside. God, when are you going to do that thing and add to me? It is locked inside. All right. That which you have. And so the first thing is to recognize that everything in my life is an asset. 
even things that you consider as being a negative situations, they are assets. That's why Joseph said, you meant it for evil. God turned it around for good. The experiences that you have had are assets. Those assets there can be unlocked. You can bring forth. That's where the abundance is coming out of. That's where the promotion is coming out from. It is from the jailhouse where Joseph was and the relationships and the people there, God was going to unlock the prophetic word that he had, had to give, that he had given to Joseph years ago. So don't despise. False law of success, embrace what you have, embrace everything that is in your life, and don't despise anything. All right? Don't say that, well, when God does this, because he is going to use it. Now, how did I get inspired to teach this message? God showed me something. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 20. This is what he showed me. He said, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the, the moving creature that hath life and the fowl that may, that may fly above the earth in the open uh, fundament of the heavens. And then verse 21, and God created great wealth. He told me inside water was locked in water were fish. All right, different types of fish were in water. He called fish out of water. If you looked at water, you wouldn't have known that there was life in water and birds were in water. He said, everything I created, I created by calling out. I created by calling out the future from the assets that I had. I looked at the asset water. It looked, all right, just like water. And I called out. And then he told me, he said, there's much more in those things that I've been called out. That I have set man on the earth to call things out of it. That's how he does it. He didn't call, all right, the, the fowls of the air from emptiness. He brought them out of water. But it was water and he brought it out. Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? So our responsibility with prophetic utterance, I want to show this morning, is to bring out from what you have, to speak to it and call forth the future that you are doing. Call forth from the relationships in your life. Call forth from those things there. Everything that you want. Lock there. Okay? Let's go on reading there. Genesis uh, uh, um, 1, 20, 22 here. And then it says this, verse 22. All right? And God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply. In other words, brought you out. Now from you is going to come out other birds. From you is going to come out other fish. And you see the arrangement he does? His call, he says, be fruitful, multiply, all right? Fill the earth, okay? And the seas there, let fowls, um, uh, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. Now look at where he brought animals from. Verse 23. The Bible says, and in the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Now, and then the God said, let the earth bring forth, which means from the ground he now brought forth creatures. Living creatures after his kind. He called animals out of the soil. There is much more in the ground than that which God has called. See what he said here. All right, cattle, creeping thing there. Beasts of the earth after his kind and it was so. In other words, you could also carry down and say, well, this is does this sand and we, that's what we do. All this sand is nonsense. It doesn't have anything in it. God called it out. Out of darkness, he called out light. 
out of the ground he called. He says, I call things out of things. And therefore, you have things in your own life. And you have got to be grateful. Can you imagine somebody saying, this is just water? When they, it had fish, it had whales, it had birds, it had all kinds of things in water. It had eagles, it had uh, owls, it had it had all kinds of things. You look at the ground and say, this is just ground, this is just soil. It had tigers, it had lions, it had... Do you know what is left in these things? Do you know what is in your own life that you're holding on to? Do you know what is in that job? All right, if it could bring animals of it, what do you think God is going to bring out of the job that you're doing? What do you think is going to bring out of the relationships that are in your life today? So you've got to approach it first. Can you say this? With a heart of gratitude. Don't say that, well, when God does that, then I'll give him thanks. Folks, it is coming out of something that you have. If you say, I have not, that is the end of the journey. People that recognize what they have and are full of gratitude and begin to call for things out, then stuff begins to happen. So you can see there's no space for ingratitude in life. There is absolutely no place for it. Okay? So we see this happen. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 2. God called Moses. What did he say to him? And the Lord said to him, what is in thy hand? He said, it's a rod. God said, there is more in your hand than a rod. Look at what he said next verse. Verse 3. Cast it to the ground and he cast it and it became a serpent. What God is trying to show is that what you call a rod has much more than just being a rod. Everything in your life is an asset. Everything. If a serpent can come out of a rod, if the rod can part, all right, the Red Sea and all of that can happen through that rod, then what is a rod compared to man and people that are in your life today? The question is that you just consider these things as just, you know, playful things. That are play. There's no recognition. There's no real thanksgiving. And therefore, the assets that are inside, those things are not coming out. See, it is a cardinal sin to have ingratitude because the appearance of something, it doesn't look like what you thought it should be. Did the water look like there were fouls of the air in it? Did it look like the whale was in it? Did the ground look like tigers were there? I am saying that this thing, you must understand it. That's why the scripture says there is much food in the tillage of the poor. But there is he that lacks for want of judgment or want of discernment. Uh, Paul, the scripture, much food is in the tillage. God didn't go anywhere. Much food is in the tillage. The person who is poor, where that person is standing on, there's much food. But you know what he's saying there? He looks at other people all around and says, well, this one has this and this one has this and this one has this and this one and doesn't call forth from his own ground. And says, well, my ground is terrible. I was born in the wrong place behind the wrong people and I don't have the association. I don't have the network. Did Joseph, did, did the chief butler in jail look like a network? Is that the place you network to become prime minister? God, Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he takes those base things, those things that be not, to confound, to bring to naught those things that are, so that no man, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound things that are mighty. He says, the base things of this world, things that are despised, God has chosen, yea, things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are. So that no flesh shall glory in his presence. You know, once my mother told me this story, she was trying to sell a property of hers. 
and uh, she built it in her hometown. So she, there was this very wealthy man who comes from the same place where she was, and the idea came to her that he may be able to buy the property, all right, okay, and he may be interested in it because she just didn't want to uh, do all the of going back and all of that. So, well, to cut long story short, she tried to reach the man through people you think will have the contact with the person, and she just never got through to the man. And then one day she just, now we had a nanny who, 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 who uh, was our nanny when we were all young. And she comes from time to time to the house. But she was our nanny when she, we were all very young. And so she came to Vista and she just said jokingly that, you know, I've been trying to reach this man, you know, and all that. And the, nanny, the woman said, who? And called his nickname in school. And said, we're in primary school together. She said, what are you saying? She said, you want to reach him? She just took her phone, called him. And that was it, and everything was sealed. She was the least likely person, least likely person, to have contact with a billionaire. If you saw her, she doesn't have a car, she doesn't have anything, but she had. See, there are things, don't despise anything. They said, what is this among so many? This is a revolutionary thing, which means that instead of you saying, God, I'm believing you, I'm thanking you for the things that are not yet in existence, I thank you, Lord, it will come to pass, I thank you, Lord, you turn it around and begin to thank him for the things you already have that it doesn't take faith to get, they are already in existence in your life, saturate those things every day with thanksgiving and you begin to see stuff come out of those things now so what do we do here just want to speak for about 35 minutes so God called out so acknowledge what you have embrace it alright with all gratitude because everything those things are loaded one of the things that God told Job he said do you know the treasures that are in the sand uh, if you can pull up the scripture, treasures that are in the snow, the things that you walk every day on. Uh, pull up the scripture there. It says, do you know the treasures, all right, that are in all these things? Do you know how these things can assist you in warfare? Told him all those things. He said, what do you know? All right. So, has thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Or has thou seen the treasures of the hill? He says, those of you in Canada, the snow you are walking on has treasure. That you are making snowman and melting, it has treasures. Now, this is where we're going to close. The prophetic is what you want to enter into so that you can call forth the treasures that are in the snow or the treasures that are in hell. And you can discover what all people are, there are treasures that are found in that there. But nothing is ordinary. It can be made fruitful. It can multiply. And it can replenish all the earth. What it's waiting for is that you start talking to it. If Jesus could speak to a fig tree and the fig tree obey the commandment of Jesus, you can talk to anything. Uh, now, before I look at that, let me just show you some scriptures here. Psalm 33 and verse 5, just to show you. The whole earth is filled. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Some people don't, don't believe that. This earth is full 
of the goodness of God. It's not the people in the world that should be discovering the treasures that are in the earth. We haven't seen a fraction of it. There is much more in this earth that can make oil irrelevant. I say you discover it, the whole oil and gas industry becomes irrelevant. And it's going to take the prophetic. This is what the scripture calls the treasures of wisdom and knowledge that are hidden from ages and generations past. But you have to be glad that you were born where you were born. That you are in the land where you are in. That you are on this earth. Some people don't even like to be on this earth again. It's a terrible place. This world is... No, no, no. It says the earth is full of the goodness of God. Another one here. Psalm 104 verse 24. It says it is full of the riches of God. Oh Lord, how manifold are thy works in wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. Full. This earth, full. It needs to come out. It needs to come out. All right? Uh, there's, there's, and, and what one wants to do this year is, is to understand, maybe I go back to it, the mystery of capital, unlocking dead capital. In fact, that's what this country needs to. All right? how to unlock these things. Very simple. So in closing here, how do we do this? It takes prophetic insight. In other words, God called the fish because he knew there was fish in water. Now, he didn't call cattle from water because there was no cattle in water. The cattle was on the ground. Now you understand when he said, let there be light. At the beginning, which light means let there be luminous emanation. In other words, let there be revelation. So we know what is in things. Now you get it here. When the eyes of your understanding are opened up, and with the eyes of your heart you begin to see, you will start seeing things that others cannot see inside this earth. Because if you haven't, if it's not there and you call it, nothing is going to come out. Let, let, me, let, me, let me give an example. You can't just call anything from anything. Uh, let me look at Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 2 to 4. Ezekiel 13, 2 to 4 here. It says, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy and say, Thou unto them that prophesy out of their heart. And when they are prophesying, they say, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Verse 3. Thus saith the, the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets that followed their own spirit and have seen nothing. Next verse. O Israel, these prophets are like foxes in the desert. So they have seen nothing, but they are prophesying. So prophetic, I've said this, a prophet is not a speaker. A prophet is a seer. Now, it says, if you have seen nothing and you are saying things that you have not seen, nothing will come to pass. That's why he couldn't call out, all right, cattle from water. Because he saw that it was fish there. He saw that it was birds there. So God has to open your eyes to see. And this is why thanksgiving, all right, is is so powerful because you are acknowledging that there is something in this. You are acknowledging that there is potential in this. You are acknowledging that. So the next thing you want to do is, God, open my eyes. Let me see what is in the things that are in my life today. 
Let me see what are the relationships that are in my life. Because I already have all the relationships to bring greatness to my life. If I have to meet anybody else, I'm going to meet that person through somebody who is already in existing in my life that will open up that door. Or I'm going to go somewhere that I already have access to, and that person will come there and we will meet. So it's some asset in your life God is going to use to bring out the next level. So if you despise it, you shut yourself out on the future. So how do you get this? You have to first of all see, and I just close with this here. So your prayer should be, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Now in Revelations chapter 5, and to offer up this prayer to see, you have to sing on Revelations 5.1. You got to sing unto the Lord and worship him. And I saw at the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. So everything has been sealed. Now, in Isaiah, they gave it to a man that was learned. He said, it is sealed. I cannot. This is not education. It's not what is going to make me see it. It's, this is the prophetic. It is sealed. It's only the Holy Ghost that can make me see this. Now, go again, verse 2 here. It says, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Verse 3, And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found to open and to read the book, neither look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open up the book and to loose the seven seals. And behold, lo, in the midst of the throne were four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Verse 7, and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And as he did that, when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders, which means the elders who know what is going on in heaven, be fell before the Lamb. And this is what you've got to do in worship before Jesus. Thank him for it and then enter into worship. Having every one of them harps, golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. You've got to start praying that God open my eyes, open the seals, let me see stuff in my life. All right? Verse 10, and they sang a new song, and this is the song. Thou art worthy. You have to sing this song that unseals things in your life. This is the song. You can't just sing any song. This is the song. Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain. So you construct these words into a song. That through the shed blood of Jesus, you have redeemed us, all right, unto God by the blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. Verse 10, and has made us kings and priests so that we can reign, not in heaven, on the earth. This is an earthly issue. So that the seals can be opened up so you can see stuff on this earth. Look at what happened. Verse 11. And behold, I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. The number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands. All right. Saying with a loud voice, what is the Lamb to receive power, glory, riches, honor, blessings? And verse 13, it tells us, and every creature singing the same song. And verse 14, it tells us them. And the four beasts said, and four elders, and worshipped him that liveth forever. 
And then it tells us, now the seals started getting open, and I saw that the lamb opened one of the seals. So go and get that song. I even think there is a song written, if you can find it on YouTube, if I try to find, I may play it on one crowd. We'll start our declarations from Monday. All right, we're going to start 6 a.m. declarations again, and then I'm going to start teaching. We just need to rest for a week after that. So we'll start our morning declarations, 6 a.m. All right, I'll look for the song. Okay, there's a song like this that you can sing. And then that opens the seals. When the seals are open, you see things. You start seeing things on the earth. And then what happens is that you can now prophesy. So when we get to chapter 8, you see that after the seven seals were opened, five, chapter 5, 6, and 7 of Revelation showed seals being opened. We get to 8. Now look at 8, 1. It tells us in 8.1, it was time to sound the trumpet. And when they had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about half an hour. Verse 2, and I saw seven angels that stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. So seven seals, seven trumpets, one trumpet per seal. For every revelation, a sound comes out of it. Look at the next verse. All right. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having golden center, was given to him much incense. He should offer it with the prayers of the saints, upon, which means prayers to grant utterance, to speak forth God's word as she should. Prayer for revelation, prayer for utterance. There. And then the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And then they took fire and all of this cast it to the earth. And verse 6, it tells us that, verse 6, and the seven angels which had the trumpet prepared themselves to sound. So you now begin to give sound because you have revelation. You can't prophesy without seeing. You pray that you may see and pray for utterance to see. You have received the spirit that you may know those things freely given to you of God, which things you speak. So your land is filled with riches. Your land is filled with the goodness of God. Things around you, but they don't appear that way. Your eyes have to be opened up. Like Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. When your eyes are opened up and it comes because you recognize the blood of Jesus has done this and you sing that song of the Lamb unto him that has redeemed you from the earth and worship him, have him pray that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. You now begin to see things. And as you see, you call them forth and stuff begins to happen. So this morning, all right, what I want you to do is to don't start thanking God for the things you are believing him for. Thank him for the things that are already in existence in your life right now. Not what you are releasing faith for, but those things that are already in existence right now in your own life. So that the potential that is within it may be unlocked and you may have the vision for those things so that you can call the right things out of it. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy into the life of every single person under the sound of my voice. Every dream that you have in your life, every revelation about your future is right in your hands today, hidden in something that you are holding, that you have access to that you may even consider as ordinary. I, with these words, turn everything ordinary into sacred in your life. Every single thing is now holy unto the Lord, sacred in the sight of God. 
And as you begin to thank the Lord and worship him over all those assets, I declare the spirit of wisdom and revelation upon you. The eyes of your understanding is opened up and you will see the treasures that are hidden in those things. And as you call them forth, people will appear in your life. Opportunities will appear in your life. The exact, exact physical parallel of that which you saw and as you called it shall show forth and you shall see that you are now dealing with the eternal wisdom of God that have been kept from ages and generations past. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. God bless you all.